Welcome to Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. John 15, 12 says the following, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. One must behold something of Christ in Jonathan's love and devotion as it is expressed in his dealings with David. For the word of God says and shares that Jonathan stripped himself of his robe, his garment, his sword, his bow, his girdle, and gave it to David. This signifies his acceptance of God's choice for the next king of Israel. And it also gave David permission to follow fully in the path that God had laid out for him without remorse, without regret, without hesitation, without guilt. Let's pause for a moment. You know, the world's message to each of us is that we must look out for self first. We must take care of self first. We must put self first. But Mark 8 says the following, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Jonathan exemplifies Christ and that he put God's interest above his own. This is the foundation of peace. This is where true happiness reigns in a person's relationship with another and can only spring from a heart that loves Jesus. Many people have done noble and heroic things, but if that act was not born out of a heart bound with and in love with Christ, it is of no value. Why, you might ask? Well, love finds its root and beginning in the heart and mind of God. It is pure, it is undefiled, and no selfishness resides there. Love has always existed because God has always existed. There are no words to describe God's love. It must be experienced. The only thing that comes close is the cross. You know, we are capable of loving another person only if God's love has taken up residence in us. We can try as we might. We can try to muster up within our own strength to love someone out of our own selfish heart and hoping that that would win that heart to Christ, but it'll never work. This truth will be very difficult for a non-believer to accept and for some Christians as well. Why? Because even as Christians, we may find it difficult to love certain people. Because, once again, we're trying to love that person out of our own strength and our own perception of love. And when it doesn't work, we lose heart. But when a person loves God, they will love those God has created and for those whom he has died for, and that is the world. There is another powerful scripture that says, If the Son therefore makes you free, ye shall be free indeed. God's love is liberating. It frees us from our prison of unforgiveness, of hatred, of selfishness, of doubt and pain. 
A heart that is bound up in Jesus is free to express love when nothing makes sense about expressing that love. Picture this. Jonathan, life has taken a very different turn than what he had originally planned and was promised. You know, Jonathan could have festered on, why should I be punished because of my father's sins? But love, God's love in his heart, he did not question God's love for him, nor does he question God's love for David or the plans he has for David. If Jonathan questions anything, he wants to know how can he cooperate with God so that God's plan for him and David can be fulfilled. Jonathan gives God permission to love David through him, no matter the cost. And only a heart that is fully surrendered to God can God do such a thing. God wants to fill our hearts with his love, as he did with Jonathan. God wants our thoughts and feelings to be ruled out of his love. Remember, love does not originate in our heart, but in the heart of God. Therefore, stop trying to love someone, even our children, even our spouses, even our friends, out of our own heart, but out of the heart of God. The difference will amaze you. So here's a question. What are you willing to lay down in order to demonstrate the love of Christ to someone else? Are you willing to lay down your fears, your doubts? Are you willing to lay down unforgiveness, rejection, abandonment, discouragement? Ask the Lord what he needs you to lay down for his sake in order that he may have access to your life to love someone else. I want to share something with you. I would say hmm, 99% of the people that I associate with, I consider myself ministering to them. And I was telling the Lord, you know, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with giving out, taking care of others. But I'm a little afraid of allowing someone to return the favor what was my hesitant in allowing the Lord to love me through someone else? Well, I've shared with you before that I've had some betrayal in my life. And I've been thinking a lot lately how that has shaped my view of friendship. Well, if I'm honest, there's no reason not to be. It has affected me more than I had realized because how I processed the rejection was that something was wrong with me. Something about me wasn't enough. And that if someone got to know me, really got to know me as I thought these individuals did, they wouldn't like what they saw. They too would go away. And so I find myself very hesitant to enter into new relationships when it means I must allow myself to be vulnerable to them. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another. Now, in order for you to love one another, it's not a one-way street. It's not me loving you. It's you loving me back. 
Okay? Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I've been content for people to call me their friend. I have been very reticent to call other people's friend. Actually, the word gets stuck in my throat. Whenever I use that word in relation to anyone, that word gets stuck in my throat every time. (laughs) I have to actually process it. I'm so consciously aware that I'm using this word friend and it sticks in my throat and it produces anxiety and I get a little anxious about it when I even use it. And I'm thinking, did I even use that word correctly? Is this person really my friend? Why did I choose that word? Why did I choose something else? And I think, I don't know what other word to use. I'm thinking to myself, is it true? Now, going back to the scripture says, That a man lay down his life for his friends. This is the greatest demonstration of love that a person lay down his life. On first reading, you think this is a physical death. Of course, we know that Jesus laid down his life for us. It was a physical death, but he did so much more than that. He laid down his reputation. He laid down his honor. He laid down his glory. He laid it all down. He called me friend because he was already my friend. It's just like this scripture that says, we love because he first loved us. Friendship is the same thing. We are friends with him because he first became friends with us. We are simply returning what he has already given us. We can't muster it up. We can't create it. It originates with him. Friendship, love, peace, joy. All of those things originates in him and he gives it to us. And this is what we return to him. Otherwise, it's just totally defiled. So I'm meditating on this scripture. And the question that I asked you all to answer at the end, I needed to answer that question myself. What am I willing to lay down so that I can say that word associated with a person and know that it is true? So the one thing that I have to lay down is the past. I have to lay down fear of rejection. I have to lay down fear of abandonment. I have to lay down fear of if this person gets to know me beyond what they see at church or on my job. If they see, should I say, the rest of me, the good and the bad and the indifferent, will they still like me? That's the thing that causes the word friendship to get stuck in my throat. That's the thing I have feared for a very, very long time until the point where I didn't even pursue friendships. I didn't even acknowledge them when they was coming my way. I just kept it rolling. Kept the walls up. Just kept people at bay. It was safer. It was comfortable. That's just where I've been for the last 30 years. Actually, longer than that. One of the reasons why I like doing podcasts, <laughs> because it's the very thing that prunes me. Because the messages that I give you, I have to live through them myself. I know that I'm at a fork in the road. I am with this word friendship. And as good and as comfortable as that road to the left looks, 
I'm going to take the right road because that's where Christ is leading. It's going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to always like it. It's going to be challenging. I'm going to be betrayed again and I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be rejected by people because that's just part of our fallen humanity, whether it's intentionally or not. It's going to happen again. However, I'm a different person than I was 30, 40 years ago. With the love of God, the grace of God, I would deal with it differently. And because of that, I can let go of the past, take the risk, and move forward. And that's exciting, actually. It is scary, but exciting. Years ago, I was going through something. And I definitely felt abandoned and rejected in this relationship. And I remember telling the Lord, I knew I was emotionally shutting down and I was scared because I thought if I shut down, I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back. And you know what he said? He said, go ahead and shut down. The difference is that I'm going with you. You have invited me to go with you. And that's what I did. I shut down. And I took God with me to that shut down place. And it was ugly. (laughs) I mean, the Lord took a whole lot of stuff from me. But he never left me. And he got me through it. And I remember the day we walked out of that shut down place. It's like walking out of a very dark cave. And I remember walking out of that place. Out into the sunlight. And all I could see, it looked like a wilderness and all the the ground was dry and there was very little or no grass and the ground was cracked. And I was surprised because I was expecting to see something totally different when I walked out. And as we continued walking, we came upon a flower, this beautiful flower, just one flower. And the Lord says, that's your life. And I learned that day that really no matter what you're going through, God can take your life and make something beautiful when there is nothing that seems to be able to sustain life. That flower showed me that that day. And that flower represents a new life. It represents that God can do amazing things with those who surrender. And so really before you all, I'm surrendering my past fear of friendship, fear of being vulnerable, taking the risk to enter into relationships. So thank you for listening to my rambling here. (laughs) I kind of feel like I'm in this little box of confessional, you know, for the priest, but thank goodness it's the high priest. There is no other. And he has done amazing things in my life. He certainly has. So until next time, I pray that you are blessed by this review, really, of Scripture about Jonathan and his relationship with David. It is really the most profound relationship in the Bible that I have ever read, and it gives me such hope. I love Jonathan. I really do. You know, I love David, too. He's one of my favorite characters, but I truly love Jonathan, and I intend to meet Jonathan in the kingdom. I'm going to walk right up to Jonathan. I'm going to shake his hand and tell him, thank you for allowing the Lord to use you to change my life. Because that's exactly what getting to know Jonathan has done. I understand friendship and 
in a more deeper way because of him. His his selfless sacrifice and his love for David is amazing. It really is amazing. Once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for walking with me through this journey called friendship. Was it really about me? <laughs> it really is just about me making that turn, you know, choosing the right road and the fork. And I thank God for it. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. You are the most courageous woman I know, and I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.